0: Rosso. Hello, and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies, not from Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and if you're watching this, I probably look like a mess. That's okay. If you're just hearing this, good, you're not seeing me. But anyways, this week we're talking about the Miyazaki film Porco Rosso, which honestly, might be his best feature i mean i'll be honest i I don't know if i've already explained this before i probably did back when i did uh pom but when it comes to studio ghibli i wouldn't say i dislike their movies i mean most of them are really good but and i know this is going to be something that probably gets me crucified i don't consider myself a big fan of studio ghibli now again that's not to say that i hate any other movies i think most of them are you know, really good or you know just fine but that's the thing a lot of them i just think are fine for a lot of the hype that people give these movies i'm just like i mean it's good i'm not gonna deny that it's not great i don't uh i don't think that these movies are necessarily the best of the best of the best some are you know some are really good but the way that some people throw themselves to say like oh yeah each one is a masterpiece. Each one is um, better than pretty much all the competition. I know. I mean, if you if you feel like that, fine. I, I you know I, I got think against that. If you really enjoy these movies, you know more power to you. But for me, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, there's some really good ones, but other ones not as much. I mean, none of them are really all that bad. Like even the worst ones are you know. I mean, it's okay. Like there's a few that's that are not so good like i i know tales from rfc is not very well liked by a lot of people and most people consider it to be pretty bad i haven't seen it myself but you know okay so that one would be a bad one but um for the most part i i don't think that there's any that are really all that awful Is, is my whole point but Porco Rose is definitely one where I'm like, yeah, I really get a lot of the the charm that people have for it. And it's funny because, in a way, even though it is um, often recognized as um, one of Miyazaki's, um, you know, great movies... I don't see it brought up as often for his best. And it's one of my, you know, it's either his best one to me or one of his best. Because I know that, you know, I I really like Princess Mononoke, for example... Um, but, you know, this, this one's definitely a highlight, and it, it's, you know, one one reason is because one of the problems that I've always had with a lot of these movies is that they often feel too long for what they're offering, not that ne- necessarily they waste your time, but I've often felt that they're not as good, um, like they don't warrant a lot of their, 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 their um, running times, so, because there's a lot of these that go for like around two hours or already at the two hour mark and I'm like, could have cut some some stuff out. And this one runs at a very smooth 90 minutes. And you know what? It really works for the movie. I mean, it's a very simple, very fun story. Uh, For those of you who've never seen Porco Rosso, Porco Rosso, pretty much, is about the main character who's a pilot, who is also a pig, hence the name Porco. And he's pretty much... Like, it's supposed to be within, like, World War One, World War Two times. Um, a lot of it, you know, kind of mirrors, like, the stuff that was going on with, like, the fascist parties and just, like, the whole war. Uh, Porco himself is a man who's been crushed to be a pig, and he, he's pretty much fine with it. I mean, they never full-on explain what exactly, uh, what exactly happened to him other than He was cursed. Um, I know I've read that in in some cases, um, what's considered to be like the official canon, whatever that means in this scenario, uh, since, again, it's not really brought up in the movie, is that he's actually the one who cursed himself because he was pretty much like, look, I'm disappointed in humanity, so I'd rather be any animal a pig because apparently Miyazaki has, has a fascination with pigs, which, well, you know, whatever. I have a fascination with rats, so... Not like I can really complain about that, really. So, yeah, he's pretty much a pig. And, you know, where we're picking up in the story, like, it's kind of episodic, but for the most part, it goes from story, you know, story to story to story, which is basically, like, okay, so he's um, flying around. He's a bounty hunter. He hunts down um, pirates for the government. Um, but he pretty much is well aware that, like, my job is just to to get him to knock off whatever they are doing. So, you know... If I hurt their planes or whatever, I will let them. I, I will to sur- uh, let them survive. Uh, I'll just retrieve back whatever they stole and maybe let them keep some money. and Say that it was lost, just so they can fix up their stuff. And you know, hey, you know, keep keep my job while they keep their stuff. And you know, it's all it's all good. So you know, you already get a, a bit of a gray area right there where he is an honorable man or pig, um, but he also is willing to let some dirty things slide um, just because he's like look I gotta get paid um, he goes to a bar where all these um, pirate um, air pirates go to there's a woman there who you know he never really admits to loving her but she loves him that's kind of a spoiler but you figure that out right away so who cares and yeah that's the basic setup. Along the way, we get introduced to an American pilot who plans to be an actor, a president, and all this other stuff. Uh, he's in love with the, with the woman that's in that bar. Later on in the movie, Porco gets pretty much screwed over by this American pilot, um, pre- pretty much losing his plane. So he ends up going to Italy to get a fix from an old friend. And, you know, that's where some of the conflict comes in because it turns out that he has an arrest warrant in Italy um, for him. And from there, like, okay, so he, we get introduced to a bunch of these characters. Um, like, of course, the, the guy who helps him out, and he pretty much has a daughter who helped, um, pretty much designs the plane, which Porco is not happy about because he, you know, being a pig, he's kind of sexist. They have a lot of fun with the, the, with the whole pig thing. The, the, the girl who's, like, a 17-year-old, It's pretty much, like, you know, they constantly joke about, like, how Porco don't go after that girl, and then that girl kind of shows feelings for him, and it's like, okay, this is a little weird, given, you know, a a bunch of stuff, but given the time period, and I don't know, maybe Italy has, um, has looser laws on this? I mean, I know some places have it, have the the age of consent being 17, 16, whatever, I know it kind of feels icky, but at the same time, it never goes too far that, um, you feel that bothered and even then given the time period it I mean not that that makes it acceptable but it's more it's one of those things where it's like okay well that's not too surprising you know Uh, so she opts him out eventually she pretends to be his kidnapped um hostage just because as Porco is leaving it's like okay if they find out that these guys um this guy and his family Helped me um, fix my plane. don't throw him in jail. So if I make it seem like I forced them to do it, you know, they can get out of it. So, yeah, she goes along for pretty much the final stretch of the movie, which is where we have the American come back, and pretty much there's a whole challenge of, like, okay, if um, Porco w- uh, wins the challenge, um, the American has to pay off his debt, whereas if the American wins, he gets to marry the little girl who helped his... Um, how create his just So again, you know, get married with a seventeen-year-old, but you know, again, I don't know what's their age of consent, and even then, wasn't so surprising for a, a time period like that. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole movie. I mean, it's very loose. It's it's very much a laid-back movie, despite a lot of the the action that you get out of the planes, which is a, a very neat. It's some of the most neat action sequences from Studio Ghibli, just because it's it's very unique and it's very different from their usual stuff um but it's it's fun i mean it's honestly a really fun movie i i really enjoy it it's just so simple but the characters is what makes it great whether it's porco um the girl who helps him out her name is fio the american gina who is the the girl from the bar or also like there's like just recurring gang of um air pirates called them the mama Yudo gang they're very fun, especially the the captain on that. Especially because like with, with the with the with the gang, they're pretty much very like even though they're they're pirates, they're very cruel and whatnot. But they're also very respectful f- respectful people. Like it, it opens up with them actually doing a kidnapping, of like all these little like grade school girls, and he, you have the captain basically being like, okay, we gotta kidnap all the girls, and even the like his men are like. Are you sure about that? Because that's adding way too much weight to our ship. And he's like, yeah, you you don't want to separate these girls from their friends. That's not nice. So it's like, that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a really nice looking movie. It's animated nice. I mean, of course, you know, it's 2D like you would normally expect from Studio Ghibli. It's a really fun movie. Um, I saw the English dub of it. And while well, I normally prefer watching... Um, like, the, the Japanese language ones. The reason why I went with the, the English da- dub on this was because, well, look, when it comes to Studio Ghibli films, especially those that were done during, like, the the Disney era of dubbing these things, Rich granted, this came out before, but, you know, it was redubbed during the Disney era. Those were usually, you know, they had some really good effort put into them, and this one mostly has good effort on it. I mean, they got a good cast. Michael Keaton is the voice of Porco in this and yeah for the most part you know it, it does work like they do try to make make it work with the with the lip-syncing not as well as some of the ones that they did that came out around that exact time like um spirited away for example i feel though that one or like i was castle did it better when it came to the like the dubbing but this one still had a lot of fun with it. Like, you could still see the effort that they went into it. Like, the only times I noticed some issues was that occasionally Michael Keaton would be kind of stiff in the role. Not too much to a point that it, it ruined it, but to a point where I'm like, okay, I feel like, given the expression, he should probably be giving more of an emotion. But then again, maybe that's just how the character is, because a lot of the time the character is kind of, like, reserved and, like, not giving as much emotion. So maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but for the most part, a lot of it is good. Like, you, you have Carrie Always as the American, and, you know, he's great in pretty much the entire... throughout the entire movie. Um, but yeah. Michael Keaton, Batman himself. Porco Rosso. And I, I really do love that Porco never really reveals, like, what exactly cursed him. Again, according to some sources, and it's considered to be, like, the closest to an official source. Um... It's poor, Coco who Chris himself. But since that's not said in the movie, it's one of those things where it's like, well, look, if they ever make another one of these, which is very possible, because I know that out of all the movies that that Miyazaki, Miyazaki has done, he's apparently not not fully you know considered it, but at the very least, you know, thought about it from because I I know I've read um, some cases where it was mentioned like, okay, let's. See what Porco would be like, you know, years later. I don't know how official that is, but I remember reading it. So, I mean, at least it's something that has been talked about, I, I would assume, based on that. Uh, and I could really see it. I could see them doing another m- one of these, like, maybe as this final film. Where it takes place years after the original. Maybe as long as, you know, as far apart as we are now from the original. And who knows, maybe in that version they can... Actually, firmly established something that wouldn't be just what what is assumed to be the source, which is that he cursed himself. But it would honestly make sense because throughout the entire movie, you do see that he's kind of disillusioned with humanity, and even mentions that if um like if the if pretty much like the Domingo Fio, the the engineer girl, um if she had you know if he had met her earlier in his life, he would have basically never turned turned him um. Never stayed a pig, pretty much, is what he was, was saying. Because he's pretty much, like, you know, very... Like, he respects her just because of her personality and what she can do. But, yeah, it's just a really satisfying movie. And I know I'm repeating myself on that, but that's because it it's true. A lot of it is just fun. I, I like that with them keeping it fairly ambiguous why he turned himself into a pig... You can assume various things, like, okay, well, he mentions that he's kind of a coward, um, and he mentions that he even ran away from from near death. Um, so you can assume maybe it's a curse for running away from that. Um, of course, it, it, it makes it a firm, firm um, anti-war movie, since, you know, you have Porco who's pretty much like, look, I don't support the, the government, especially as it starts moving too fast. It's like, it's brought up in the movie that Um, eventually the the government um, pretty much without directly um, confronting them um, pretty much drops them from their their payroll because they're like uh, because it's mentioned like within the radio that oh um, now the more fascist government is pretty much um, hiring um, air pirates themselves just to do their own work which means that the Bounty Hunter gig is, is done for since they're not going to be asking a Bounty Hunter to take down their pirates. And with that, you I mean, of course, with other things like him running away from battle, him basically hating humanity, it's very clear where this movie stands on war and pretty much um, defending swords, of course, with it um, being with, between, like, because it, it pretty much shows signs that it's just before um, World War Two, um, after World War One, it's it's pretty clear. Like okay, yeah, a lot of what's coming in terms of battles is just gonna be bad. I mean, of course, you have the Italian um, Fleet, which is the one that's going after him for for a good chunk of the movie, um, and even ends off the movie with with them chasing after him and the various pirates. You could tell like okay. Yeah, even that's gone bad in terms of, like, it's changing um, in terms of power, but also in terms of where interests lie. And, of course, if you know of World War Two, you know that Italy was one of the more fascist um, states. So, that, you know, makes clear where this movie stands. And, of course, if you are very annoying about politics, which I, I, I... to an extent, I get why people wouldn't want politics in their work. If if you're listening to this, you didn't see me do the little quotation mark sign, but what I'm basically getting at is, look, realistically, everything has politics. No matter what you think, it has politics. I mean, just look up the meaning of the word. Um... That being said, I get that in some cases, like, okay, you want to escape from the world and you don't want to think about too much of what's going on. And so in a sense, I can kind of get it from that part, point of view in terms of, okay, like if it's kidding too much in terms of like serious stuff that's going on in the world and not, I'm not talking about, oh, the editing, you know, people of different you know backgrounds or orientation, sexual orientations, any of that stuff. I'm not talking about that stuff. If you're bothered by by the, the addition of that in movies, go fuck yourself. What I'm talking about, like, okay, like, if a movie includes stuff that's going on in the government right then and there, like, uh, let's say, if a movie is addressing, like, the current war, or, say what the president is currently doing, exactly. I guess I could kind of understand that, like, if you don't want to see that, because it's like, okay, we're already seeing that in, in the real world. So in a way, I could kind of get, like, the issue of doing an anti-war movie in the sense that, look, war is already kind of shit. I don't want to see it. What I'm get, getting at it is, I guess, that I could kind of get it from that perspective if this movie kind of bugs you. But then again, since it's heavily relying on past wars. I'm sure most people can get by it. Personally, I think it's it's good that the movie makes its stance on it because it, it helps create the world. and helps you understand why this character is the way he is. Why the movie is doing these things. And it just adds a nice element to it that makes it feel kind of fairy tale like but yet rooted in our world. uh, Pretty much like a whole magical realism kind of thing. Um... I don't know, I probably said that really badly, but what I'm basically getting at is, yeah, I mean, I, I get, you know, being annoyed of seeing certain political things, especially if it's stuff that's currently going on, that um, I get it to an extent, of course, like I said, if it's anything regarding a person's identity or treating people right, fuck you. But if it's just like, you know, like with the war or whether or not the president is doing something stupid or something that is very direct, like one-to-one to to the real world, I kind of understand why that would be annoying. I don't really get bothered by that too much unless it's done badly, but whatever, you know, everyone has their things. I don't think this one should bother anyone, but uh, who knows, maybe some people who have been to war who might be more supportive of it would be annoyed. I don't know if I could really back them up on that, but okay. Or maybe even if they hate the, the war, they just don't want to think about anything war-related, even if it's something from the past, which... I mean, I guess I can kind of get... I, I don't know. It's just something that keeps to mind because I see a lot of people get really weird about this stuff, and I, I want to be respectful, and to, under- to an extent I can kind of understand where some people might be coming from on this, but... I don't know, it's just, I don't give a shit. Honestly, watch something with politics, it's it's alright. If it's too direct um, to something that would be bothering you, that is, like I said, not hurting anyone else, I mean, I guess, whatever, you know, be annoyed by it, but, eh, I don't know, I, that's a big chunk of time of me talking about Something I'm not going with a clear um stance on it, but well, I think I have a clear stance. I don't know, man. I I really don't know. Anyway, anyways, um, I I shouldn't should have not gone too deep on that, but um, you know, it, it happens sometimes. That's where the the, the conversation carriers you, um, but yeah, it's an interwar movie. I like how a lot of the the characters are pretty much. Like, no one's really a, a full-on villain in this. Like, whether you get into, like, the American, the pirates, uh, the closest thing you have to a villain, and, of course, this goes back to the whole anti war thing, is really the governments themselves in terms of, like, okay, well, they put Porco out of his job, um, which they never really end off with a solution to that because, hey, you know, it took years for us to solve it in, in our world, too. Um, but they also um, have, of course, the the police chasing after him, and I don't think it's ever made fully clear why. You, you can kind of just assume that it's because of something he did, like w- whether it was in the battlefield or just doing one of his bounty hunting stuff. So you, it's not something that really matters, honestly, because you already know he's a bounty hunter. He used to be in the war, so you can kind of assume it's one of those things that he did that screwed over, but... Never really matters, and that's perfectly fine. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very well-done movie. And I know been a broken record about that. But it's because it's very well-written, very well-animated. The characters are a lot of fun. Porco himself is great. Uh, he keeps us and the characters at bay just enough. Like, you know, he'll let you in a little bit, but we never learned too much to a point that, you know, we fully understand it, but we don't care. Um, Theo is a great character. Um, we just love how she... She works so damn hard just to get some appreciation, and most people do care for her in this movie. Uh, the American... Um, I believe his name was Curtis, and I've been calling him The American, but realistically, most people just call him The American. Um, he's just a really fun character. Like, even when he essentially becomes, like, the main antagonist, um, you still kind of like him because you can kind of see where he's coming from, even though, yeah, he's a sexist pig just as much as the pig is. But, you know, it's all in good nature. And, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to cut it off there just because I, I don't know how much more I can say without repeating myself. Um, but Porcaroso, really good anti-war movie really fun Miyazaki movie just a really solid time it never overstays its welcome uh it never feels um self-indulgent it fully understands what it is even though yeah you know it just feels as important and big as a lot of the other Miyazaki um Studio Ghibli projects but it never goes full on to a point where it it starts um feeling too long or, or annoying or problematic or anything i mean not that a lot of those really feel that way but like like i said earlier i've never been too too big on them i mean i can get to their appeal to an extent um i will admit that at times i've been kind of negative and i would say kind of mean-spirited in terms of how i feel about those in terms of like i would uh, i i would say in the past that some people who to, you know, give it that high praise are probably the same people who were were kind of outcasts themselves, which, you know, it's kind of messed up because, you know, everyone can be an outcast. But in terms of how, oh, we just want to like this just because it makes us feel different, which, I mean, even if that's true, that's still kind of messed up to say because that's just generalizing a bunch of people. So I don't feel that's accurate to say or fair to say, anymore i i do think that there is some truth to it in terms of some of the people i've personally met again i've personally met not people that i don't know so i don't want to stick words into their into their thing and not that i want s- to stick words into the mouths of people I, I i have met anyways but some of them do come off as like okay we only like it because it's foreign which you know it's a sentiment that's been heard not not so much just for japan but even like with with um foreign films in in general like french movies italian movies you know any of that um that there is some love from people who just want to love something that's different which you know it's fine if that's the case um and there's nothing really wrong with it but i you know, i kind of get it in in a sense that that may be where um some people just really love the miyazaki movies i still don't really find them that appealing not that I like I said broken record on that too not that I don't find these movies to be good but a lot of them I just don't think are the best out there some of them are some of them are really solid stuff and I would highly recommend for anyone but you know just like Disney just like Pixar uh, just like you know other any other big company I want to say Stuff like Leica or Cartoon Saloon, but they're not, they haven't had enough features to fully um, showcase like their mediocre or less great features the same way that Disney and Pixar and Studio Ghibli have. But those would be, definitely be the ones that I'm like, yeah, look, when you have, you know, a company that has had that many features, of course you're about to have your greats, you're about to have your less greats. It's how it is. I mean, I I, I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. But with that being said, you know, like I said, Porco Rosso, definitely go watch it if you've never seen it. And and if you have seen it, go watch it again. It's just a really solid time. And with that, I say thank you for listening. This has been Octaviano Macias, host of I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse. If you enjoyed this, please support me on Patreon. Supporting me on Patreon gets your name on the video versions of this. Um, which are shown on Psychamp Films on YouTube. So subscribe to me there. I am thinking of new ways to you know, show my appreciation if you donate. So um, consider doing that once I have enough people. Let's say at least 10. Let's say at least 10 people donating to my um, Patreon. I will consider doing um, polls for anyone who is um, donated to do special episodes, like, let's say once once every other month I'll do an episode that viewers request or viewers vote on. Uh, I'll, I'll work on, on that, but I am working on more things that we can do um, behind-the-scenes stuff over time, merchandise over time, but yeah, um, So, yeah, you can do that by supporting me on Patreon. And that, of course, will help me work on these videos. It'll help give me more time to work on these videos. If enough is given to the point that I can make this more of a priority uh, as as a way of um, being able to step away from my day job um, to work on this a little bit more. Um, So, support me on Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash that's S-A-I-C-A-M-S www.patreon.com slash support me there and yeah again thank you for listening I hope you join me for the next um, video which is gonna be our Christmas episode so yeah look forward to that thank you for listening I'll tell everyone you're chicken chicken pig what's the difference